in God's word. First Corinthians chapter number two. I'm going to be reading verse number 10 because this is dealing with the revealed word. And some of you may not understand what the revealed word is, but I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about that. But I want to really get into this teaching today because this is going to be a, this is going to get you where you got to go. A lot of time, a lot of time we be involved in stuff and we think it's all right. But this morning you will understand that it's not all right. Amen. Either it's going to be truth or it's going to be a lie. Please listen for that this morning. Now, let's get right into God's word. First Corinthians chapter number two and verse number 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. All right. But God has, past tense, revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Just that. All right. Now, what I want to do today, I want to get right into God's Word because we are teaching on the revealed Word. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for giving us your precious son, your precious blood. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. Now we bless you, Father. We praise you. And we appreciate your holy word. Minister through us. Minister your word to the people this morning. It's our prayer. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so very much. All right, so what I want to do this morning, I want to minister on uh, part five. Remember, we invited number four, uh, part number five, and we are talking about the revealed word. The revealed word of God is our series. The word of God revealed. Thank you very much. The word of God revealed is our series. Now, we have already taught volume one, volume two, volume three. Each one of these volumes has six, six DVD, CDs and DVDs. Now we're in volume four, part five. Volume four, part five. And what we want to do this morning is we want to talk about the truth is the word of God revealed. We've been telling you about the revealed word. Now we're getting into teaching about the truth because to identify the truth, the, word, the truth is the word of God revealed. Now, for those who might not understand that, we're going to go through some things. Let's, let's go back to, uh, let's give you our subject this morning. Once again, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 going to be our subject. Let's go to that first. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 is where we get our subject. Our series talking about the word of God revealed. But we're going to teach the main thing now about the word of God revealed because the definition of the word truth is the word of God revealed. So we're going to teach on the word the truth is the word of God revealed. All right, now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 says, In whom also you trusted, talking about Christ, in Christ you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, 
the gospel of your salvation. So Paul says the word of truth is the gospel of our salvation. In whom also after you believed, you were sealed, S-E-A-L-E-D, with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the honest of our inheritance unto the purchase, unto the purchase, possession, unto the praise of his glory, which is the honest of our inheritance unto the redemption, purchase, possession, unto the praise of his glory. So now we see Ephesians told us the gospel of our salvation is the word of truth. So I'm teaching the truth is the word of God revealed. That is why the apostle Paul is dealing with the word, word of truth. Okay. Now what I want to do today is I want to take you into the word of God because this is what's, how you're going to get to where you have to go. Now, I want to go back to showing you three different areas so you understand what I mean when I said the word that we preach is the word of God revealed. Now, if you know anything about the word, let's go and show you that. Go to Psalm, chapter, Psalm 40, not chapter, but Psalm verse 40, Psalm. Now, if I go back to Psalm 40, and then I'm going to look at some things in Psalm 40. And I'm going to show you when Jesus came, Jesus came to do something. Not just one thing, but in Psalm 40, he came to preach. Why did he came and preach the word? This is how you're going to find out. Verse 5, Psalm 40 and verse 5 said, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us with. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. And then it says, I, if I declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou did not desire. My ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, it was prophetic about Jesus Christ. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it's written of me, I delight to do thy will. So we have to understand that when Christ came, Christ came to do God's will. Now, that's why you hear me always tell people these other things you're doing in the church, Christ has already fulfilled those things. I delight to do thy will, O oh my God, yea, thy law is in my heart. Watch what he says in verse number nine. I have preached righteousness. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knoweth. Now watch what he's going to tell us happened in verse number 10. He says, I have not hid thy righteousness. He's going to name five things. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared, number two, thy faithfulness. Number three, and thy salvation, and I have not concealed. Now, what's he going to use the word concealed? I have not concealed thy loving kindnesses and thy truth from the great congregation. I have not concealed. Concealed thy truth from the great congregation. So, number one, in the Old Testament, the truth is concealed. The truth is concealed. That means the truth in the Old Testament is hid. 
the truth in the Old Testament has been withhold or withheld. The truth in the Old Covenant was covered. So you couldn't, you couldn't really understand the truth because you didn't have the Holy Spirit, first of all. But so the truth in the Old Testament was, we use the word, concealed. So here Jesus said, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindnesses and tender mercies from the great congregation. So he did not keep it from them. He did not hide it from them. Okay? Now, but he spake in mysteries. So we're going to understand that also. He spake in parables. He spake in mysteries. But now let's go to the next part. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you one more on manifest. Now first, Old Testament, all the way down to Christ, the word was concealed. Still with the word of God, it was the law, but it was concealed. But when Christ came, you move from the word being concealed to the word being manifested. So when you, get, when you see the gospel of St. John, watch what John is going to say. The gospel of St. John, chapter number one, watch what the word of God is going to say. John 1, and we want to start reading with verse number 14. Now remember, once Christ came, once Christ was born, now the word of God was manifested. You left the concealed word, now you under the manifested word. All right? Manifested word, John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh. Once the word was made flesh, it was manifested. And it says, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full, we'll watch what the manifested word, was full of grace and truth. Now, that is what God came to bring us, but he brought it to us by the manifested word, which was Christ in the flesh. All right? Now, in verse number 17, um, verse number 16, he says, And of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, wait a minute. If grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, then that means you did not have truth revealed before Paul. Paul is the only apostle who preached the revealed word. Now, if, pride, if Paul preached a revealed word and you don't preach Paul or preach Christ being crucified, then you are not preaching a revealed word either. So you have to understand that's why I always tell you when you teach in baptism for salvation, you have never made it to the revealed word yet. You are teaching the concealed word. The concealed word. That's not the revealed word. You're not even teaching the manifested word yet. And you're sure not preaching the revealed word. See, only the revealed word is going to save you because the revealed word is truth. All right, now, John 1, 17, and the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's what he came to bring us, grace and truth. Grace was his finished work on the cross. Truth is the message that Paul preached, which is the New Testament covenant. All right, Christ. Preaching Christ. All right, now let's, let's show you one more. Uh, 1 Timothy 3.16. We're showing you the manifested word. 
See, the word had to be manifested because if he didn't come in the flesh, he couldn't die. So in 1 Timothy, that's why the Bible tells you he, in 1 John, he was manifested to take away our sins. 1 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse 16. And without controversy, greatest the mystery of godliness, God was manifested in the flesh. God was justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. God was preached to the Gentiles. God was believed on in the world, and God was received up in the glory. So that is the manifested word. Now let me show you in 1 John, since I've done all this to you, let's show you 1 John chapter 1. Let's go on over to 1 John chapter 1. We're talking about the manifested word. 1 John chapter 1 explains the manifested word so easily because it's going to tell you, and most people are preaching this for their salvation. You're not preaching a revered word, you're preaching the manifested word. If the word is still manifested, then it's not truth yet. It's truth, but it's manifested truth. Just like the word concealed. It's truth, but it's concealed. It's not revealed yet. Now, very important, until the word of God was revealed, you can't use it. It's not going to set you free. All right? Now, watch this. First John chapter number one, verse one said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. Watch this of the word of life. Now, you may take that and say that's the word of truth. No, that's the word of life. For the life was manifested. So you're not teaching on the revealed word. You're teaching the word, but the word is manifested. It's still flesh. For the life, you're teaching Jesus Christ in the flesh. That's what John taught. John said the life was manifested. Watch this. We have seen it. Seen it, make it manifest. Watch That's what he says. We bear witness and we show to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was, here it is, manifested to us. See, that's the manifesto word. The word was manifested. That which we have seen, heard, declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things I write to you that your joy may be full. So John taught the manifesto word. He taught Jesus Christ in the flesh. Jesus Christ in the flesh. I'm not teaching Jesus Christ in the flesh. I'm teaching Christ raised from the dead. Now he is the revealed word. All right, let's, let's show you that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10, that's where we started off with. Just one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, But God has revealed them. God has revealed his word to us by his spirit. Yea, the deep things of God. Now you remember that Jesus told you when the Holy Ghost come, he would take up minds in John 16 and show it to you. That's what he did. When the Holy Ghost came, you got the revealed word. Before the Holy Ghost came, you did not have the revealed word. You had to manifest the word. All right. Now, why that's so important? Go to the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 30. The Gospel of John, chapter 8 and verse 30. This is why Jesus taught on the word the truth. The truth. 
John chapter number 8 and verse number 30. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word, see, otherwise they were in the manifested truth. If you continue in my word, because there's somebody coming after me whose name was be Paul. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. See? And now if you continue, you shall know the truth. Well, who had the truth? Paul. Paul taught the truth of the gospel. Paul taught the revealed word. And so most people won't teach the new covenant, which is the book of Romans to the book of Philemon, and they don't realize you're not preaching the truth. You're preaching the manifesto word. And you shall know the truth. Jesus said himself, you shall know the truth. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Wait a minute. If it's going to take the truth to make you free, you're not preaching the revealed word, how you see how you're going to get free. Now, we have to follow this word free because he's going to tell them in the verse 33, he said, then they answered and said, we be Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou you shall be made free? Jesus told him you got to be made free. Only somebody can make you free is the truth. You shall be made free. Until the truth make you free, you're not free. See, that's what I'm talking about, my, my dear brothers and sisters. My heart goes out for you because I, I can see where you are. You have believed a lie. You have believed the wrong message to be saved. You believe, like the, like the children of Israel did, they believe in circumcision. They, they thought it was okay for everything else Paul was doing, but yet we got to be circumcised. They said, oh, it's okay, Paul, to do, talk about all that stuff you talk about, but we still got to be water baptized. And see, I'm going to show you in the Word, and then you got people saying, okay, but we still got to wash feet. Okay, it's okay, but we still got to take communion. See, I'm, I'm going to show you in the Word of God, those things you are doing, you are making the Word of God of non-effect. You are changing the Word of God from the truth. You are corrupting the Word of God. You are perverting the word of God. Now, I, that's strong language. But see, when you know what the words say, you know when people are doing that. Listen, you cannot add anything to grace. By grace are you saved. Not of works. You can't add baptism to it. You can't add circumcision to it. You can't add communion to it. You can't add foot washing to it. What, what, when you do that, you are perverting the word. And that's why the word has no power in your church. The word don't have any power. It can't make people free. Why people are not being made free is because Christ is not being preached. And people who want to preach Christ, but they're afraid to just preach Christ. They add all these other things to the gospel and pervert it 
corrupt it, and now it doesn't work. It loses power. Now that's what you want to be able to see today. Stop. Don't look at me. Forget who I am. Just look at the word. Am I telling you the truth? If I'm telling you the truth, then don't be angry with me. If I'm telling you the truth, then believe the truth. And let the word set you free. Like it set me free. Like I said, I've been ministering the word of God now 30, 40 years. and I've been passing 35 years. And I just come into the knowledge of some things in my last 20 years of ministry. I was preaching the wrong message to the people I was pastoring. So what do I do? Do I go on and preach that? Because they don't know anyway. No, I would not do them like that. I came to this church and I told them that I was preaching to them the wrong doctrine for salvation that I had learned. And we changed it and we moved on. At this church now, we preach the gospel of Christ. The cross is the only way to be saved. And that's the truth, my brother, my sister. Okay, now let's go to the word. So John said here in John chapter number 8, he says in verse number 34, Jesus told me in verse 33, you shall be made free. Jesus said to them, verily, verily, I say to you, whosoever committed sin. Wait a minute, he just went to sin. Now the word committed there means serve. So it's not, don't let committed mess with your head. It means serve. Whosoever serves sin is the servant of sin. That's all that means. Now, Paul is going to tell us when we get to Romans about serving sin. See, if you don't get free from sin, you're going to serve sin. So I probably won't get to this teaching, probably the, the, the 11 o'clock service when I teach that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm moving on. My teaching is progressive. All right? So I'm going to get into perfection. We're going, to, we're going to go all over and show you what perfection. Then we're going to show you how was a man lost in the first place. What happened to Adam when he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? What happened to Adam when he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Sin corrupted his conscience. We called it the heart. But his heart was corrupted. Now, sin entered into his conscience. So that's why what people are dealing so much with sin is because they do not understand the blood of Christ and his power. But the truth is, because you're doing these other things in the church, the truth won't work. It's corrupted. It's lost its power. All right. Now, let's move on. So in John chapter 8, I want to read this last two verses. And verse 35 says, And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided forever. If the son therefore, he's going to say it again like he said it in verse 32. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, just hold on to that a minute. It's only one somebody can make you free, and that's the Son of God. If the Son, if the son make you free. Now, I know people exalt baptism and circumcision and foot washing and communion, Passover, but let me tell you something. None of those set you free. 
They have nothing to do, zero to do with your salvation. And yet people are building a church, multi-million dollar churches on water baptism. It's coming down because only the gospel of Christ is the truth. Everything else is a lie. Now, I'm going to show you that today in the word of God. All right, you're taking notes. We're going to go to that. Now, remember, I just showed you in John chapter 8, verse 30 through 36. 32, if the Son make you free, only somebody can make you free of the Son of God. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then it said, verse 36, if the Son make you free. So the Son is the truth. Christ is the truth. Why, you in John, look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14. See, if I was a pastor and I was preaching wrong, and somebody came and told me, Pastor, this is the truth. You have been believing a lie. Man, I change right now. I change right now. Because my concern is the people I pastor. Watch this. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, and verse number 6. Thomas said to him, verse 5, Lord, we know not whether you go, and how shall we know the way? Jesus said to him three things. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, nobody, come to the Father but by me. So baptism is not the way. Circumcision is not the way. Foot washing is not the way. Water baptism is not the way. So you're not preaching Christ. You're preaching things. Man's wisdom. Christ is God's wisdom. Let me say it again. If you're preaching water baptism for salvation, foot washing for salvation, circumcision, Passover, that's man's wisdom. Christ is God's wisdom. Think about what I said. First Corinthians chapter, you can check it out. First Corinthians chapter 1, told you in verse 24 and verse 30, Christ, the wisdom of God. So if you're not preaching Christ, you're not preaching God's wisdom anyway. And I'm going to show you in the word of God what you're doing. Matter of fact, I go show you right now. Let's go to the book of James. Watch what James said about this. James talked about this wisdom. He told you what you're doing in James chapter 3 and verse 14. James said, Who is a wise man and do with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and of wisdom. Now, this was James. James didn't write to the body of Christ, but I want you watch what James is going to tell them. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not, watch this, against the truth. Because if the heart, if you don't have a new heart, then you are lying against the truth. Because if, I'm, if you are preaching Christ him crucified, then God has set you free from sin. How can you turn around and preach sin and been, set, and been set free from sin? Something wrong with that. You're lying against the truth. Paul, James said, this wisdom, this sin is not from above, but of earthly, such, earthly, sensual devilish. 
Well, envy and strife fields, there's confusion in every evil work. All right, now, so he said, glory not, lie not against the truth. That's an awesome thing. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, don't, don't glory not, lie not against the truth, because you can't have that in your heart if God gave you a new heart. But he can't give you a new heart if you don't preach the truth. All right. Now, with that in mind, we're going to get right into God's word because this is, this is really going to help you out here if you let it. If you let it. It's going to help you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the book of Galatia, uh, and we're going to start there, and we're going to show you. Well, let's show you in Romans chapter 16 first. And then from here we go to Hebrew 9. Let's go to Romans chapter 16. Romans 16, and we want to show you how Christ had to make you free. Now, when you say you was water baptized or circumcised or uh, take communion, get rid of sin, Passover, all these things you're doing, foot washing to cleanse yourself, all this stuff you're doing, you're lying against the truth. And now the gospel that you're preaching won't work. Man, if I can say that a hundred thousand times, I would say it. You make the word of God a non-effect by your tradition. All right. Now, Romans, look at Romans chapter number six, because it's told us in verse number 17. Romans chapter 6. Now, we're going to start reading verse number 15. Romans 6. Paul's talking about service to God. How can people become servants of God? Well, you can't serve sin. That's why Jesus told them, he that committed sins of the devil. If you're still serving sin, you're not God's children. But he's talking about having a sin nature. Now, or having a sin conscience. Now, watch this. Romans chapter 6, verse 15, verse 14, 14, let's back up to 14. He says, sin shall not have dominion over you. That's Romans 6, 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under the law. You're under grace. Let me say it again. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law. You're under grace. See, once you're under grace, saved by grace, Sin has no more dominion over you. See, Christ is the one who has set you free. Look at verse number 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid that what God forbid means certainly not. You know that to whom you yield yourself, servants obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, will the sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were Past tense, you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Now, what doctrine was delivered to the church at Rome? What doctrine was delivered to them? See, the Bible told you what doctrine. It was the gospel of Christ. See, if you read the book of Acts chapter 15, once they, once they finished out of there, they took that doctrine that this is what the Gentiles should do and this is what Gentiles should believe and they had a question about circumcision. 
sent from the church at Antioch because the people over Judea, some brothers who thought they knew the word, came to Judea to try to tell them how to get saved. So they added circumcision to what they had to do. We're going to show you that in just a moment. But here in, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 17, but thanks be to God that you were the servant of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart, watch this, that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Now, let, let me just show you what, what was delivered. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Paul plainly told them what he delivered to them. See, the Bible's not a, a mystery anymore. It, you just got to study or be taught. And I like to say that, be taught. You need somebody to mentor you, to teach you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. More of the brothers, I declared unto you the gospel I preached to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. Now watch, I just read to you in Romans chapter 6, he told them about the doctrine, but thanks be to God, Romans 6, 17. Thanks be to God, you were the servant of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Well, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, going to tell you what he delivered to them. I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, this is the doctrine, how Christ died for our sin. This is the truth. Everything else is not truth. The New Testament is about Christ and him crucified. That's the truth. You can't go back and preach Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for salvation. You can't preach the old covenant for salvation. That's not truth. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So here Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. That's the truth. According to the truth. According to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again. His death, his burial, his rose again. The third day, according to the scripture, that's the truth, my brother, my sister. All this other stuff you're talking about is not the truth. Water baptism, circumcision, foot washing, and communion is man's wisdom. Now, I'm going to show you the word of God this morning, so don't go nowhere, sit tight. I'm going to show you the word of God. So in Romans chapter number, uh, we just got to read in Romans chapter 6. I didn't read verse 22. Verse 18, I'm sorry, that's where I was. Romans 6, 18. So if you got your Bible, let's go back. Romans chapter 6, verse 18. Watch what it says. Watch what the Bible says. Being then made free from sin. How does a man get free from sin? He got to be made free. That's what Jesus told him in John chapter 8, verse 32, 36. If the Son make you free, he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. It takes the truth of God's word to make you free. Well, why the truth is not working in your churches? Because you are corrupting the word of God with water baptism, circumcision, Passover feasts, 
foot washes. You're corrupting the word of God. God already gave you the truth. You're adding to it. You're corrupting it. You're saying, just like the Mashoia in, in Acts 15, oh, it's okay to be saved, but add this to it. No, 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 no. You can't add nothing to grace. By grace are you saved. Through faith, that's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Listen, any man should both. You can't add anything to it. Once you add something to it, it's not truth anymore. Man, this is, this is just burning in my spirit. You know, most people do not understand. Once, if I write you a letter, and I say to you, by grace are you saved, through faith, not of yourself, it's the gift of God, and then you say, also, you got to be water baptized. Now, that's not truth anymore. You have just corrupted the truth. Or, I'm going to show you the same thing happened in the book of Acts, chapter 15, just a moment. Now, in Romans chapter 6, verse number 18, one more time, because I want to read 18 and 22. Being then made free from sin. How was a person free from sin? Being made free. He had to be made free. Once you're free from sin, now you can be the servant of the righteousness. You can't serve God if you're not free from sin. Your conscience is corrupt. Your conscience is still defiled. So in verse number 22, let's start reading verse 20. Romans 6, 20. Paul says, For when you were the service of sin. That person been delivered from sin. When you were the service of sin, you were free from righteousness. See, when you were serving sin, you were free from righteousness. But once you start serving righteousness, you're free from sin. So it took God's righteousness to free you from sin, which is God's truth or God's life. Verse number 21. What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Verse 22. But now, being made free from sin. Again, Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from sin. And of course, when you're free from sin, you're free from the law, sin, and death. And the grave. You're free from that. And, but it was Christ who made you free. You can't add anything to it. Verse 22 said, But now being made free from sin, you became the service of God, and now you have your fruit to holiness. Now you have your fruit to holiness. You can bring forth fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. See, you won't get to everlasting life the way you're going, you need to turn around and go the other way. Once you add a water baptism, once you add a circumcision, once you add a foot washing, once you add these things to the word of God, you made the word of God not effect. Now the word don't work for you. It can't make the people free. You know, it's an awesome thing for me being a pastor because a pastor is supposed to be concerned about the people. So if I'm wrong then I got to be able to say to the people, I'm wrong. 
I, got, I, I can't preach that no more. I got that from my denomination. I learned that from my pastor. But I can't do that no more because that's not right. If you're going to save your people, you're going to have to tell them the truth. But you can't tell them the truth if you don't know the truth. This teaching you're getting today should be on podcast probably by Tuesday this week. Hope you look for it. It says the truth is the word of God revealed. Let's continue. All right. Now, I told you I'm going to go to, to a couple places here. I, go, went to, I did Romans chapter 6, and I'm going to go now to Hebrews, I told you, Hebrews chapter 9. Because I'm going to get into this. This is really going to, you know what, before I can go there, I'm going to have to do Galatia 5. I'm sorry. I got to go back to Galatia 5. We headed that way. Galatia chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Wait a minute. If Christ made me free, why do you want to baptize me? I, I, I know, I know you, Pastor, he can't get off of that. Listen, 90 plus percent of people in churches today tell you you got to be water baptized to be a part of your salvation. 90 plus percent of churches will tell you you're not saved if you haven't been water baptized, especially in Jesus' name. It has nothing to do with your salvation. As a matter of fact, it corrupted the word of God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Paul says, stand, stand fast. In the freedom, the liberty, wherewith Christ has made us free. Last week we talked about we glory in the cross. We don't glory in water baptism. Water baptism didn't make me free. Christ down on that cross made me free. There's a cross on every pastor's church, pretty much. And they preach everything but the cross. Sir, listen. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, which is the law. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage, which is water baptism, which is circumcision, foot washing, Passover, sacrifices. Don't be entangled again. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you be circumcised. <coughs> now, we getting ready to go somewhere. If you be circumcised. Watch what he's going to tell them. If you be circumcised, now Christ shall profit you nothing. My God. That is so awesome. If I preach to you Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and you stand here and say, okay, pastor, I believe that, but I still need to be circumcised so I can be saved, then Christ profited you nothing. Hold your finger right there. Let me show it to you. Let's go back to Acts chapter 15. We're going to come right back into Galatians 5. Oh, this is, this is so good. Acts chapter number 5. I'm sorry, chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15, verse 1. Certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and says, except you be circumcised, 
after the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. These brothers got together and went down to Antioch from Jerusalem and told them, listen, you still got to keep the law of Moses. Now, most people don't know what the law of Moses is. That's why I keep telling you, the law of Moses is water baptism, circumcision, Passover, foot washing. God didn't give none of that to you. God gave all that to Moses. I'm the best friend you got. I'm the best friend you got. Because I don't mind telling you the truth. God raised up this ministry and it is built on the truth. And my job is to tell you the truth. I'm not telling you for you to like me. I'm telling you because it's the truth. I don't mind telling you the truth. You cannot. Watch what it says. Acts 15 and 1. Certain men which kept, came, down from Jerusalem, came down from Judea taught the brothers and said, except you be circumcised after the man of Moses, you cannot be saved. You cannot be saved. Let me show you the one that Paul taught the church concerning water baptism. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. See, it doesn't matter. It's the law of Moses. You cannot keep the law of Moses and then follow Christ and follow Paul. God gave the new covenant to Paul. When you get water baptized, circumcised, foot washing, communion, you're not following Paul. Paul didn't preach none of those things. Paul preached Christ and him crucified. Paul says, I don't want to know anything among you except Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul preached. Let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, but look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, verse chapter 1, verse 1. Through the will of God and Sophie, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, and to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace and peace be unto you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. Thanking you for the grace, Paul says, that in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance, in all knowledge, as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which they were, who shall, who shall confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of Christ. But God be thanked by whom you were called to the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, when he gets to chapter 2, I'm sorry, a little late on in chapter 1, he's going to tell you about what he's doing. He said, now I beseech you, brother, verse 10, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and there'll be no division among you. That you'll be perfectly joined together. We're going to look at that word perfect. Maybe the next service. 
perfectly joined together. How, how can you do that? In the same mind and the same judgment. Then he's going to say, look, it's been declared to me of you, my brethren, by them which are the household of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now I say that every one of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Peter, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified? Or were we baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God, listen, that I baptized none of you. I thank God I baptized none of you. And then in verse 17 is what we're going to get to. He said, Christ sent me not. Christ sent me not to baptize. I'm a New Testament pastor. God did not send me to baptize. I'm a New Testament pastor. God gave me the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of the mystery. Christ and him crucified. Paul says in verse number 17, he sent me not to baptize, he sent me to preach the gospel. What gospel? The gospel of Christ. But watch what he says. Not with wisdom of words. He called water baptism wisdom of words. He said not with wisdom of words. He's talking about the water baptism. Lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. See, if you preach in Christ and you add to it like they did in Acts 15, except you be baptized in water in Jesus' name, you can't be saved. Well, you just added to the finished work of Christ. God himself testified of his son that he gave his son to be the savior of the world and you come and tell the people you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved. You just made the word of God a non-effect and you just called God a liar. You don't want to do that, sir. That's religion. You cannot add religion. It's called the, the wisdom of man. Verse 17, 1 Corinthians 1, 17, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made a non-effect. So if I add water baptism, if I add circumcision, if I add foot washing, if I add the communions, I'm making the word of God non-effect. I'm adding to what Christ has finished. You're dangerous. Like I was. I used to be a dangerous preacher. Because I didn't understand salvation. I didn't understand the cross. Verse 18, Paul said, For the preaching of the cross, not water baptism, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. The preaching of the cross. It's the power of God. So what happened is when you're not preaching the cross. It won't work. I'm telling you, it won't work. Listen, I got a brand new pool back here. Automatic, electric. Believe me, I spent a lot of money on it. But when God showed me this, I don't use it no more. I got a brand new communion table that go with this furniture. Very expensive. But when God told me to stop I don't use it no more. See, I'm not worried about what the people say. 
You got to do what God says. If you're going to be a servant of Christ and minister of Christ, you got to obey the Holy Spirit. You got to take away the veil. Take those things away that are keeping people from seeing Christ. Water baptism, circumcision, foot washing, communion, keeping people from seeing Christ. They can't change. They can't be made free until they can see Christ. Let's go back to Galatia. Hope you're enjoying this word. So Galatia, Paul says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, Paul, I say that if you be circumcised, watch this, Christ shall profit you nothing. He won't work in your life no more. That's why when Paul talked about how God worked in his life, let's, let's, let's go, let me show you something. Look at Colossians. Look at Colossians. Go to Colossians. Man, this word is so good. This is what you want to happen to you. I'm telling you right now. This is what's going to happen to you if you do what I tell you. This is what will happen to you if you do what I tell you. God will work in your life mightily, Pastor, if you do what I tell you. I never have to worry about what I'm going to preach. God is my witness. When God gave me the word of God, every week before I minister, I go to God and I talk to him, and you know what? The word is revealed to me. Boom! I said, Lord, I preach truth for many days. But I don't want to preach truth today unless I can see it. Reveal it to me. I want to see it. The Holy Spirit brought me here yesterday, showed me this word. Brought me back here this morning, early service, showed me the word. He says, son, if you add anything to truth, it becomes a lie. And it cannot save the people. He can't set them free. Once you tell people, once God gave you the truth, you can't add to it. It's nowhere in this Bible that tell you you got to be water baptized to be saved, and yet it's being preached. It's nowhere in this Bible that tell you you got to wash feet to be saved, yet people are doing it. Nowhere in this Bible tell you you got to serve communion in your church for people to get rid of sin, but you're doing it. Not in the New Covenant. It's not there. And yet people are doing it for people to be saved. My heart goes out for who you are and I hope you hear the truth and you'll turn around and go back the other way. Order this tape. It should be out this coming Tuesday. It should be on podcast. As a matter of fact, if you're a pastor, if you, if you write to this church, leave me your address or call this church, leave your address, I'll send it to you. That's how bad I want you to have it. Colossians chapter number one. Paul said in verse 23, see, I want God to work in you mightily. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not wooed away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, Paul says, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. What did he preach? Christ and him crucified. Paul said, well, I made a minister who now rejoice in my suffering for you, fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my body, in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the church. 
Paul says, I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God. That is the dispensation of grace. I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me, Paul said, for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. Here's, here it is. Here's the revelation of the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But why Christ can't work in you? Why? See, Christ, listen, it's not like people don't have Christ in them, but Christ can't work. Jesus taught about this. You know, once I went back and I studied that, and I studied that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Each one of them have the parable of the sower. If you go back, you'll see, if you have some too much stuff in the heart, it will keep the Lord from working. And you know, and you begin to look at this, this is what's going on with people. Not, not, not like some people not saved. Some people saved have the Spirit. But because their heart is full of junk, they're trying to do a lot of stuff. They got some stuff that keeping the Holy Ghost from working in their lives. And a lot of it's religion, traditional men. Watch what Paul says. Even a mystery, in verse number 27, was God would make known what's the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here he is, Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The only man can do everything you ask him to do is right here. He's been sent to live inside of you, to minister to you, and minister all your needs. Why he's not working mightily? Religion, traditional men, makes the word of God none effect. Watch what he says. Paul says, whom we preach one and every man, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, whom we preach one and every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we might present every man perfect. We're going to get on that the next service. Make sure you call somebody. That's 11 o'clock teaching. Present every man perfect in Christ. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Why is Christ working in me mightily, man? Is Christ working in you mightily? If he's not, it's because of religion and of tradition of men that makes the word of God none effect. What an awesome thing to know that God wants to work in you mightily. Just like he did to Apostle Paul. He wants to reveal his word to you. He wants a lot of you praying to God for, oh, I want to see more power, I want to see more grace, I want to see more strength. No. You just got to make sure Christ is working in you mightily, and you got to turn away from the religion and tradition of men. My time is up. I thank you for yours. You're watching us by television. I want to say to you this morning, Christ will work in you mightily. Man, I tell you, it's nothing like the Holy Spirit upon you. The Holy Spirit can be upon your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Why is he like that? 
It's because you make sure that there's nothing between you and the Holy Spirit. Making sure that that light that shines in your heart shows you the face of Jesus Christ. God revealed his son in me, Paul says, that I may preach him among the heathen. He has revealed his son in you first before you can preach him among the heathen. Christ died for your sins. He's already been buried, already been raised again from the dead. Put away those childish things so God can begin to work mightily in your life. Christ died, buried, and raised again for your justification. Receive him right now into your life and your heart. Thank him for your salvation. My time is up. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.